Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Guinness World Record holding Fondazi Fire. That's right, everybody. This is the Fondazi Fire Show, and this is the podcast where we ask the question, what do you want? Now, normally the answer would be more fire, but today, today the answer is more raiderly. <laughs> I am your host, Adam the Rambaro Soko, and with me as always is my lovely and beautiful wife, Katie Mighty Mouse Matryoshka. Hello. And as always, our wonderful, amazing, beautiful Teresa, who's our producer. Hello. And joining us today for a very special you, interview you already is introduced her. Raiderly. You already introduced her. That's why I didn't. Well, I didn't really introduce her. You did. <laughs> Hi, I'm Raiderly. <laughs> Welcome, Raiderly. Hi, Raiderly. I'm just saying that the last couple interviews you introduced like you did with Raiderly, and now this is just awkward. It is. Thanks I'll for calling me out. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. you just like. Okay, so back on. We'll edit that part out. <laughs> I just have started leaving these arguments in for the audience to hear. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yay. Okay, Raiderly. I've known you since I was 14 and you were how old? Oh gosh, I would have been 11. 11. 11. Okay. So um I want I want you to do two truths and a lie for me. And and Adam, because you have known Adam since Adam was 18. Uh, And you were I think if you were 18, you were 15. I I think I was 20. Yeah, I've known you a really long time. Like I've known him since college, I think. So I think I was eighteen. Yeah. But yeah. and well, he, well, was it when you were in college or when you were in college? We were both in college. I know you both went to college. <laughs> I know there was overlapping. No. Never. I, I, I think I. Yeah, I don't think I met him until I was in college. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. I think I was in college, and you were pretty much done with college, and I was just starting. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Sense. It's been a while. A long time. So we want you to do two truths and a lie. Don't tell us what it is. Oh, God. We both guess. Okay. Um, I hate it. Two truths and a lie. Let's see. Um, I, mm, uh, things you don't know about me. Uh, mm, (laughs) um, Okay. So I... I can't use, I can only do these with people who, you know, at school, like, and, you know, other teachers. And so I could just pull them like, I breathe fire and like, I have a twin sister. And you all know that. Like, those are the low hanging fruit (laughs) on this one. I win. Um, But like. (laughs) I think Teresa should guess too, by the way. I mean, Teresa's known me. Yeah. I mean, she's, Teresa's known me since I was 16, 17. Yeah. 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 You were itty. I was itty bitty. Um, okay. Um, true truths and a lie. Um, 
Should have given you more time. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, uh, um, no, I was so like, I like, you know, um, so it could be something like, um, oak trees are my favorite plant, um, tree. Um, pink and glitter, um, are my least favorite. Maybe is it that? Um, and I have, um, done, um, oh yeah, I, uh, I have done, um, the, I have worn a sailor's costume and a sailor's outfit for a dance competition before with like a fun little sailor's hat. That's my got off the top of my head. So who who wants to go first? Uh, I guess for the lie, I'll go with the sailor's outfit. I'm going to go with the, uh, I'm going to think about it one more minute. Okay. I know for sure that you love oak trees. Yeah. Like that's not even a question. Right? So that one's already out. Um, your youth and what you did for dance, I don't know. So that sailor thing is possible, but I also feel like you don't like pink. Right? But that's- I feel like the glitter thing is situational. <laughs> so I'm having a hard time that, figuring out That's what that I'm part. staggering on, too. It's it's a little bit... I want to say at some point in time you have talked about wearing a sailor outfit, but I could also be totally off base. But I want to say that... I'm going to go... I'm the gonna, truth for... Okay. You, what are you going to go with? Sailor's a lie? Okay, I'll go with glitter's a lie. Okay. What was you saying? <laughs> I went with sailor. Oh, that's right, sailor. Okay. So pink and glitter is not actually my least favorite thing. Um, I do not like pink. I'm not a huge like like rain like huge like glitter and pink fan, but they're not my least favorite thing. Um, my least okay. favorite um, would definitely um, be chartreuse yellow. Um, that oh. seems to be really popular <laughs> right now. Um, I just know that because like I just met, I just saw a couple of my students yesterday, and like there was neon everywhere and like chartreuse yellow seems to be a hot color right now and i was like why oh god and my daughter is starting to be like oh this is fun and i was like no yeah those Um, kind of colors make me stabby so i'm right there with you yeah so i just said that because i know that with you all i have expressed my dislike of pink in the past um and so that was there as to throw you off because Pink is not my favorite color, but my daughter loves it. And so I have come to accept it more as I have gotten older and less stabby um, about things. But yeah, so I grew up doing Scottish dancing, um, actually, was what I did. And one of the, so there's like the general traditional dances for Highland competition um, that you wear the kilt and the vest and the, you know, the socks that match and stuff. So I did those in the normal, but then you have specialty dances where you get to, um, there's for ladies, there's, um, what we call the national outfit, which is more flowy girly. So it's got a big old petticoats and a plaid skirt with a pretty dress top and you have the sash and stuff. Um, and then there's the um, sailor's hornpipe where you wear a sailor's outfit with a matching little sailor hat and everything. And it uh, emulates uh, working on a sailing ship. Um, and it's super fun because um, you do a lot of different moves that look like you're working on a, you know, on a boat. So you're like pulling on the ropes and you're, you know, digging, um, bailing water and stuff like that. 
Um, and another one that's also fun because you get to wear um, kind of an equi- a cross between a tap shoe and a clog um, is the Irish washerwoman's dance, um, which is both problematic and that it is kind of like part of the stereotypes of like angry Irish lady because you're stopping around all the time and it's not like kicking <laughs> and punching and but like it's it's supposed to be her freshly clean laundry just got brought into the dirt um, by either children or animals or whatever as she's expressing her rage at the world um so it is an homage to the Irish and how awesome they are um but also kind of making fun of them a little bit and playing on stereotypes. So, but that's Scottish dancing. And so there's a lot of like really fun stuff in there. And that's what I grew up doing. Um, so yes, I have danced in a little sailor's outfit for a dance. I feel like this needs to be backed up with a photo. Oh, I'm I think sure. I've seen, I think um, I, I, were, was the sailor outfits like, I want to say white with like a blue stripe. So mine was like white that. with a blue stripe. See, yeah. I have seen a photo. I knew it. <laughs> Anyway. Are you sure you're not just remembering Ghostbusters? Um, <laughs> also, I white. go get the hat for you right now if you want. <laughs> I could put the hat on. So, yes. Okay, I'll be back. This will not be good for our audience, except that unless we get permission to share it. But for us in this moment, we can right. edit this part out because I really got to see the hat. I'm pretty, like, I'm, the more, the, like, when she started talking about it, it was like, I think I've seen a photo of her in that. I, th- I think I have. And then when she confirmed it was blue and white, I was like, yes, I have seen a photo of that. Oh god, I haven't worn this in like twenty years. Okay, so this is Aww. the hat you would wear. Um, nice. And I had a white outfit with like the bell-bottom pants and everything, and the little sailors, you know, with Aww. blue stripes on it. My mommy made for me and my sister. I feel like you should just wear that into school yeah. <laughs> and see if the students comment on right? it. Right. I like it. Yes. So it is my happy place. What do I have? Oh. This is a bag I haven't pulled out since my last con. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> Which, What's that's been a while. Cons. Yeah. Seeing yeah. people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there is photographic proof somewhere, I'm sure, of me Yay. dancing a sailor's hornpipe. So yeah. since, we're, since we're talking about you in your younger years, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, that's a really fun question. So I was not one of those kids who like knew what they wanted to be when they grew up. Um, I didn't, I was like, I'll be something. Um, and like, I didn't have like, I want to be an astronaut. Um, I mean, that would be cool. Sort of like, I was like, that would be cool. I could do that. Uh, I think the one I said the most was like becoming a naturalist and living in the middle of the woods with the mountain lions and stuff like that. Um, and then I realized I like people and <laughs> don't actually want to live by myself. <laughs> and so that was quickly squashed. But the idea of like living in nature appealed to me. Um, and then junior year of high school, I was like, I should probably figure out what I want to do with my life. You know, sure. applying to colleges, things like that. Um, so my big things were thinking about like when I was 80 years old, what did I want to have accomplished with my life? Like it's kind of and I was like, I want to have made a difference for someone. I thought, okay, so what are careers I can do that kind of fit those parameters? And um, the one that I kind of settled on quickly was teaching. Um, So, and because I like teaching. And so I am one of the few people I know in my age group who went to school for something and like didn't change my major (laughs) all the way through. (laughs) Um, And then I've only worked in the field that I have my degrees in. Like I haven't 
you know, I've had other, you know, jobs at Target or whatever, but like, I've only been a teacher since college. So I haven't like changed career paths. Um, cause I love it. Um, what has changed are my like reasons for teaching. I started teaching cause I liked this subject. I liked English and theater. Like I was like, yes, this is fun. I get to do English all day. Yay. Um, and now it's more of the actually student centric of like, I teach cause I like my subject and I liked working with kids <laughs> and young nice, people. Nice. So, yeah, I think that was a really mature thinking of what do I want to be when I'm 80 and look back on my life. That's uh, I've never heard that before readily. And that's really cool. I need to talk to <laughs> Haley about that. Cause right now she's floundering and what she wants to do and wants to be. Yeah. Well, and I guess, um, and maybe part of that was also just thinking about, like, cause I didn't have like these grand, you know, like, Oh, I'm going to be an astronaut and I'm going to be this or I'm going to be that. Like I didn't, you know, I didn't try to answer that question earlier. So it wasn't, and it wasn't less, it was less about like, what's the job I want, but more like, what do I want to have accomplished in my life? And cause, and a lot of people, and I think maybe maturity, but also like luck my personality like i think about you know when i ask kids that today like they're like oh, i want to make a lot of money and which makes sense when you you know don't have money <laughs> you want to like yeah. have money and i yes um but you know when we ask those questions of people it's you know i remember reading something i think like sophomore junior year in high school about how um we as americans especially identify as like our jobs a lot mm -hmm. And that, that your job is not actually your identity. Like they, they can be tied together, but like your job is not actually the whole of your being. Right. And so I don't even remember, I know it was in high school sometime and I was like, oh yeah, hey. <laughs> and just like kind of branching off of that and trying to, that's been one of those things that has stuck with me a lot through, you know, my life at this point. That's really cool. Yeah. Were there, were there any teachers or mentors that you've had along the way that really inspired you? Yeah. Oh, thank you for reminding me. I need to write, uh, he's retiring this year. Um, so I've had several like amazing teachers. I had, you know, I, I lucked out in that. I really never had like a crappy teacher. Um, but one of the ones I loved the most, his name was Mr. Glenn Scove. Uh, he taught 11th grade English. Um, so, which was advanced world literature, where we read nothing that originally had been written in English. So everything had been translated. And there was, he was really big on, um, he was amazing in that he made us really do a lot of thinking. Um, and the, it was class discussion based, but he would constantly be like, where's your evidence for that? Show me the text. But like in a very wonderfully loving sarcastic way um he'd be like oh and like we like beat his head against the wall like come on show me the text <laughs> and just very overly dramatic or um like we i had him right after lunch and he'd throw carrots at people or his newspaper and whack <laughs> people with it but not like you know an actual like meanness necessarily um he would <laughs> definitely tear you down um, and make you feel like an idiot, but he would also give you the tools to build you back up. So it was really odd in that he was not the easiest guy to love um, sometimes, but except everyone loved him. 
um, because he did genuinely care for all of his kids and his students. He just held them in really high expectation. Um, and it's so like those that as a as a teacher, like and that was the same year I was kind of deciding what I wanted to do. And not that I wanted to be a scove because um, <laughs> that's just not my personality necessarily, but just, you know, being you know, he, I, those relationships and like the power of thinking. So like, like one of our final tests, I think one of our quarters, so we always had like an essay test and there was like a question for each quarter. So like one of my, <laughs> I think first quarter or second quarter of the year, the question just at the top of the essay test for the final for the quarter was what is art? And that was the, essay. <laughs> was like, but we had been discussing it all, you know, quarter. We'd been looking at it, discussing it. I think at one point, another question at one was like, what is love? And I was like, Ugh. so like, you know, and you came in the first day of class and he starts talking about, well, how do you know? When he would go like this, and you're like, but how do you know that? Like, okay. Like, well, through experiences are like, but how do you know? I'm just like <laughs> constantly those questions. You're just like, ah, <laughs> and he's like, well, that's what we're going to be doing this year. And so my students currently very much because I'm always like, so why? Tell me more about that. Why? Like, why do you keep asking why? <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> did you tell them you're prepping them for when they have a toddler? Oh, I should. I should do that. Except a lot of them have younger siblings that like is they're they're well aware <laughs> <laughs> of the toddlerhoodness. But um, yeah. So then along the way, like. There's been, like, my Scottish dance teacher was this wonderful, crotchety old Scottish lady um, who was, like, five foot nothing. Um, and she, again, there seems to be a theme of, like, love and respect, lots of respect, but through, you know, tough criticism <laughs> when necessary. Um, but that's, like, when I was younger. These days, like, teaching... One of my first jobs was up on the Leech Lake Reservation um, in Minnesota here. I taught at the uh, Bugaganishig School, which is the tribal uh, school there. And I taught 9th through 12 English. And I loved the kids. I loved where I was. I was just living 300 miles away from my husband at that point um, because I graduated into uh, the Great Recession and there were no teaching jobs anywhere. So I... My husband and I got married in October and that next about, you know, 10 months later, I moved up to Bemidji and he still stayed in the cities. And, um, but so it was my first like full-time me teaching job and my mentor there, um, was just, he was called OG because he was the old guy, but also the original. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> he, um, there was a lot of, great wisdom from him on like how to teach but also like how to balance things so like you know and just little phrases like at the beginning of the day and the end of the day you're still their teacher you know and the next day is a new day and that is and sometimes you are the most consistent thing in a kid's life and holding that kind of onto that is sacredness but also as their teacher like beginning of the day and end of the day you're their teacher like that's that's what you're doing so like that's the relationship so making sure that you are focusing on what it is you know and don't take it personally that 
that's hard. Um, but it's also okay to take it personally sometimes because you're human. So, but just like remembering those things has gotten me through a lot in my life of just like how I've grown and, you know, maturing on my own self. You know, I was 24 when I, no, 23 when I had that job. So no, 24. So like how much I have changed in the last decade and more is, you know, but that's, those things have stayed with me a lot. And so, and frankly, the, my friends and like you all along the way, like those, you know, so I don't, like there have definitely been mentors and people who have shaped me. I don't have like one particular person, but just like being able to talk with and grow up in a way, but also like be amongst strong women and, you know, a, a, a family. Um, I would say the Renaissance Festival definitely like super shaped me as a person and like who I am and like my abilities to talk with people <laughs> and connect and like, be open to new ideas and concepts. So that's been a really great learning opportunity. And I, I, I can't really, at one point in time, someone kind of derogatorily asked me, you know, like what it was like, you know, was it, you know, growing up, you know, cause I've been at the Minnesota residence since I was three weeks old, basically. Um, so they kind of derogatorily are like, Oh, like, you know, it's like growing up that way. And I was like, no, it's awesome. It's the best. I wouldn't want to actually do it any other way because I got to experience so much and I got to see people and I got to play pretend, but also like imagine and see the world of possibilities and how amazing people are. And just kind of that foundational belief in human goodness. Um, even when things are not great. <laughs> So that was, yeah. So there we go. That's very philosophical for 1130 in the morning. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> well, since uh, we're talking about 1130 what would you be normally be doing on at 1130 on a Sunday morning if you didn't have festival oh so, I didn't have festival yeah no festival like you know the days we don't oh. have festival. <laughs> oh um so like it depends how late would the kids let us sleep in uh there might be some brunching happening um I I I I don't know if you were ever around for this conversation. So I don't like breakfast foods that much. <laughs> I just don't. Um, but I, um, I do like brunching. <laughs> and so uh, brunching at home, um, we would be, we go out to my grandma's a lot. She has uh, a good chunk of really cool property out in Delano. So otherwise, like, you know, just going and exploring the world. We like to go outside. We go hiking at Minnehaha Falls. We go um reading books clean the house I mean just we're boring I'm boring I'm really like <laughs> settling into my like just homebody you know starting to you know mid-30s-ness <laughs> we're like yeah, we're cool coffee a book that's cool right <laughs> no, nothing's wrong with nothing is wrong with that mm -mm. no yeah so what do you wish you had more time to do what other hobbies because I mean you oh 
So I wish I had space and time to do more sewing. Um, right now, well, currently my desk is my dining room table, which would also have been my sewing domain. And behind me on the other side over there is a, a serger, just kind of sitting there forlornly. Um, I wish, I really want to do more, um, my kind of goal as I get older, like, so my retirement plan, um, when someday I'm allowed to retire, I will learn to play bass. Uh, I want to learn to play bass guitar. Um, nice, that has always nice. been a thing for me, but I also know that like, I don't want to devote the time to it right now <laughs> in my life. Um, and I'm okay with that, but my dad is an amazing bass player. So I've always been like, I like bass and it's super cool. And, uh, I, I you know, chicks playing bass is sexy. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's my retirement plan as I will learn to play the bass guitar. Um, there's, you know, I feel like I have a good amount of time to do, you know, I want to art more, want to draw, paint, all those fun things. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've tried really hard to like balance my life so that I don't be like, oh, I wish I had more time to do this. Like before the pandemic hit, I was doing so much that it was getting unbalanced and it was like too much and I realized that I was getting burned out just because I was trying to do all the art and do all the parenting and do the teaching thing and like it was too much um even if it did fill up my bucket my bucket was also draining faster than it was filling <laughs> um and so I don't know like during especially during quarantine I felt like I've had more time to do things so like I've crocheted more now than I, in like I've made like four blankets over the winter <laughs> crocheted four blankets cool. at least and a million scarves and which has been great um i called and all my friends was like i just need your stashes give me the stuff you don't want <laughs> or the you know really crappy uh you know polyester stuff i'll use it i just want to crochet stuff and but you know and so i guess no like there's nothing really i i wish i did more of than that I, I haven't consciously like allowed myself to let go a little bit of like, yes, there's okay. things I wish I did more. Like I wish I arted more. I wish I sang, actually, no, no, I would like to sing. I want to join a choir. <laughs> there we go. Okay. You can just cut that whole part out if you want, but it's just like, bring it down to one, yeah. one single word. I just want to say I don't know. I think the journey was worth yeah. it. So we're going to keep it in. <laughs> this is my brain, as I'm sure you all know, and salsa's like total bait of his existence. The fact that I like process out loud. <laughs> and he's like, what? Where did we, I was with how you. did we get here? <laughs> I was with you the whole way. I got it. I, I followed it. I followed that train. Yeah. You've listened to me enough, Adam. You probably followed that train too. Uh, I was there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Um, do you have a favorite season? Of take season in any or any way you want to take that word any season. Context. Any context. Seasons of love. No, um, that I is that earlier today. Yep. Yeah, I like like I along with every early two thousands uh, kid saying that in choir. Um, I got to choreograph that in high school, so yay. Um, <laughs> um fall is definitely my favorite season of the year. 
Um, I do not like being overly warm. Um, and I, I am a sweaty, gross person in the summer and I hate being a sweaty, gross person in the summer. Um, I've learned to accept it more, um, as I've gotten older and just deal with it. Um, but because most of my favorite things happen in the summer. Um, but yeah, false, because I love the colors, I love layers. Um, I love the crispness and the fact that it's always festival. That's when festival time is. <laughs> um, yeah, so fall is my favorite. And winter is not my least favorite, but I don't know. I think, I don't like spring, actually. I like spring that it is like, spring and not winter anymore but like Mm -hmm. very drab and often cannot decide into like sleet and ice at the same time and grossness (laughs) and it's very muddy it's not muddy it's muddy yeah like there are things about it that definitely bring me much much joy um but a lot of joy but yeah which is interesting because my twin sister's favorite is spring really yeah Rachel's favorite Rachel's favorite season is spring. Okay. So and yours is fall. <laughs> yes. Hmm. Happy uh, equinox, by the way, everyone. Yes. So we're finally into spring now. Finally, we are official. Um, what's your comfort food or drink or both? So interesting question. So my one of my favorite foods growing up um, was rice aroni, Spanish rice. Um, still one of my favorites, and um, I don't eat it all that much anymore, mostly because it's just it's packed full of sodium, of course, and things. But it's so good. Um, and growing up, that was actually a meal that we had all the time because it's super cheap. Um, my mom would doctor it up with like bacon bits or any or just salsa as well to make it stretch a little bit. But like, that is an amazing thing of like a small plate of that, and you put Parmesan sprinkle cheese. We called it sprinkle cheese growing up. I uh, put sprinkle cheese on top, and that is like a whole meal. And you can just eat like a small plate of it, and suddenly you are full, and you have leftovers, and it's like this magical giving pot of things. Um, so yeah, rice and Spanish rice is definitely a comfort food. Um, my grandma's goulash, which is in your grandma's goulash. All right. Uh, it is very Minnesotan, but, um, there are spices. (laughs) So it's, uh, start with onions and celery, um, and then hamburger and then macaroni noodles. Um, and there's paprika and salt and pepper and then, uh, and a can of, diced tomatoes um and then ketchup ketchup lots of ketchup so minnesotan yeah my grandpa and are you gonna get in any trouble for sharing no, all that out loud no. with the world okay <laughs> didn't want you to be in grandma trouble. no that's yeah she i i mean just this i the smell of it is my favorite thing um and will always remind me of my grandma's house and my mom's house because yeah, that was one of the, my mom cooks really well. Um, but growing up, my mom, uh, we were, my mom's single mom, three kids. Um, dinner by the time I got, you know, older was definitely on your own <laughs> for the most part, like through high school. Um, cause she was exhausted. Fair enough. Um, and, or we ate a lot of pasta, but that was like one of the few meals. So it's, it goes pretty quick, but it's like one of the few meals my mom would actually cook, cook and not just like, here's some pasta, here's some sauce, go <laughs> stuff. Um, 
And so, yeah, we, we do it now. And he'll listen to this. So salsa's goulash is very tasty, but he adds sugar to it, which I don't know if that's a South Dakota thing or what, but every time I eat it, I'm like, what the hell is this? What, what is this? Um, and I get tasty. It's tasty. It's just, I'm like, this isn't goulash. This isn't. And like, I did at one point make actual like Hungarian goulash. I, I looked up a recipe and was like, I'll make it for real. And how that tastes. And it's very tasty. Um, but that's not the goulash I want either. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, That goulash is even my, okay. My mom's goulash, my grandma's goulash is even more Minnesotan because it is just hamburger and uh, a little bit of onion and the macaroni noodles. And then it's, uh, remember correctly, tomato juice, one, one cup of tomato sauce and ketchup. Ah, nice. All the tomatoes. Yep. Yeah. So that's what I think of when I think of goulash. Mm -hmm. And now as an yeah. adult, sometimes I take a bite and I'm like, I want it to be so much better than it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I remember as a kid, it was just like, oh, this is the best thing in the world. Yeah. I, I should have had that in years. <laughs> we should have a goulash day or something. Because I think goulash would work in a crock pot just as on a yeah. warm setting yeah. pretty well. It's like a reheated thing because it stores well. It definitely like, it just tastes better the next day. <laughs> So we I should agree. we should do goulash. I'm just saying. So that sounds like a good plan. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll have to do and that for this year. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Okay. What's your comfort drink? Um. Well, I don't really have one. I I don't like cocoa that much, actually. Um. Or like super sweet things. I, I do crave sugar and chocolate, you know, but I definitely, I'm not a huge sugar fan. Um, so the one thing, okay. Um, the one thing I really love, uh, that salsa will get me occasionally from Blue Sun is, um, Iron Brew, which is a Scottish, uh, soda. It's mm. orange and does definitely taste like iron a little bit. Um, but it is, um, so growing up doing Spanish dancing, um, at those fairs, they would have, um, this particular meat pie and Erin brew and lilt is another one, which is lilt is also a dance, um, called the lilt. Very pretty. Um, so those things I remember from my childhood also. So like, but these little meat pies, they're like little round and they're definitely frozen and, you get them with, and you get HP sauce on them and they are the best things ever. And they're so like British because they're made of that. It's not short crust necessarily, but it stands up on its own. Like the, mm-hmm. the pastry itself is not all that tasty, um, but it is very <laughs> solid. <laughs> and um, just pile HP sauce, but urn brew um, it's, it's funky, but it's tasty. Like it's, it tastes kind of like a cream bubble gum, orange soda. Um, but with a little bit of iron <laughs> underneath it. it. What is a bit of wisdom that you've learned that you'd like to share with the listeners? Um, <sighs> really? 
there's so many things over the like um it's i'm just trying to think like what do i say to my students the most um so i mean because if anyone doesn't know so i'm a teacher i i teach predominantly 10th grade english um and then 9 through 12 theater so like i'm working with 15 and 16 year olds which is as I'm sure everyone is aware, like that was their favorite age to be. Um, and that was everyone's <laughs> favorite age of like their children and sure. Um, right. So it's that lovely, awkward phase where you are figuring out who you are. It's sophomore year of high school. You are trying to figure out your place in the universe um, and what that even means. And so there's a lot of soul searching and emotions that you are and hormones and things that you are ill-prepared <laughs> to handle suddenly. Um, and also your body is changing, your voice is changing. And it's all very a lot and it's overwhelming. And like, I, I, so just, I work with kids who are going through all of that. And then I'm like, and tell me about this metaphor. Like it <laughs> just, you know, um, so it, which I, I, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I admit to you, like, Sometimes maybe this isn't your priority. That doesn't make it not something you should care about. Um, so I think about like, I like a thing I always tell my kids as they like go out in the world and like keep reading, read to your kids. It will pay a million dividends in the long run. Um, but not everyone has kids. And so like, I, I guess, oh, um, a piece of wisdom that my sister actually gave to me. She doesn't remember this. So as I was saying, um, up in, when I was living up in Bemidji, um, teaching at the Bhagavad school and loving it, but also desperately wanting to be back, um, with my friends and family. Um, it was the end of getting the end of the school year and I needed to decide if I was going to stay up there another year, if I was going to continue teaching up there or if I was going to move back down to the cities. Um, and I was freaking out cause I didn't have a job down here. And uh, my husband also wasn't really, he didn't really, he didn't have a job at that time either. He lost his job in December of that year that and was like, so like, I'm like, I have a job. We could both move up here, whatever. And I was like, I don't want to do that, but job. And I was talking to my sister on the phone and just like freaking out at her. And she was like, Ridley, that's the fear talking. And so I've kind of, and that stuck with me of like, don't let the fear do the talking. Um, don't let your, then that's kind of been something that has stuck with me forever now of just, and I need to remind myself of that when I start freaking out and overanalyzing and letting anxiety get the better of me and everything, like don't let the fear be the one to, taking control. And it's, been and it's a good one she by the way we talked about this like a few years ago now and i was like you know i'm like remember this and she was like i have no memory of ever having that conversation <laughs> to you. and i was like this is a pivotal moment of my life you changed my life forever she's like uh, okay. okay yes good um okay <laughs> and i was like okay fine <laughs> you said it uh, so she yeah so that was i guess yeah don't let the fear do the talking is yeah that's good thank you yeah 
It's been wonderful talking to you, Rayleigh. I really appreciate you taking time out of your Sunday morning to come and do this interview with us and mm -hmm. learn a little bit more about you. It's been amazing. You all already knew everything about you. you could like have a little cardboard cutout probably of me and just like do voices for me and it would be amazing. Actually, I kind of want to see that now. Could you do that? It did occur to me while we were recording that it'd be really fun if we had the three of us just switch names and then see if we could be interviewed as each other mm -hmm. and see how close to accurate we were. Yes. So I was thinking we could, would be we could all just play the newlywed game with each other. We should. We should just do that for an episode. With everyone, that too. That would be great. It's a good idea. Oh. All right. I like this idea, Katie. Let's okay. do it. Mm -hmm. All right. Yes. If you want to become a Patreon subscriber, pop on over to Patreon and look for Fondazi Fire. If you have any questions or show ideas for us, anything that you want to know, then email us at fondazi at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to Fondazi Fire Presents What Do You Want on your favorite podcast platform, and we'll see you next time.